Welcome everybody, my name is Woody, and on today's episode, I chop it up with music festival production guru, Carlo Arenas. Carlo has worked on popular events like Coachella, EDC, Trapacalia, Hard Summer, Complex Con, and more. That's just a few, he has like a crazy ass resume of music festivals. We talk about behind the scenes of all music festival production, stuff that you would never know. We talk about porta potties, all kinds of shit, literally. <laughs> now the infamous fire festival, we talk a little bit about that. Talk about having the right attitude for success when you are in stressful situations. And more on this episode of the Super Tight Podcast. Listen up. Hey! Super tight! Carlo! What's up, dog? <laughs> What's cracking? <laughs> so, I don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about. I don't know either. <laughs> I would imagine it's going to be something relating to music festivals. Yeah, thinking Yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> um, but my first question that I did think of is, it's an important question. All right. And I've been thinking about it for a very long time. For me? like For you. In, okay. Yeah, yeah. I just... I've always wondered, um, do white people all look alike? That <laughs> <laughs> is a very, it's a very good question. I, <laughs> I know that for sure that white people do act similar. Motherfucker, yes, they <laughs> all look alike, dude. Like, if it, no, I mean, there's, that, I mean, you can definitely tell, like, okay, that's that's a Russian person. That's like, <laughs> a, you know, like Italian. Can you though? Like, if, if, if you went over to Europe, right, and yeah. you were you were meandering between Italy and fucking <laughs> Russia, there's no way. I yeah, you're other right. than accents, Man, you can kind of tell. I mean, like, I mean, I've I've watched enough enough like the Olympics that I know like. Who is uh you know what looks or who looks what in that sort of sense? Like I know, I can tell from like a Norwegian person from like, you know like a like a Spanish I guess person. Like I in guess that sense. I don't know. Not I, Mexican, but like I Spanish. I yeah, can't. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, dude. But I mean, it, to to simplify like the answer to your question, yes, they do all look like <laughs> super tight. Oh man. Um, I was also trying to think about how we met. Like specifically when we met, we've worked Ooh. together for a long time. That's a good question. I mean, it had to be Coachella. I think it was. It's either Coachella or like right afterwards where we did like FYF. Yeah, it could have been that. Yeah, I think we yeah. knew. I think we know each other like at Coachella, and then right afterwards, like we worked directly with each other like at FYF. Because what like, were you doing for Coachella back in the day? I mean, when I first, I mean, I've been I've been at Coachella since '07. Really? So, yeah. How did you start? Uh, I was a stage manager for the dome stage. Whoa. Yeah. Like, it was kind of crazy. Like, actually, and then after that, actually, I met some people from like Insomniac, and then that's what got me into doing shows with them, like at that dome stage. <laughs> that's dope. Yeah. And then I did that for like three years, then, or two years, and then got into help, you know, like working with Golden Voice as um, a representative 
for the do lab. So like, yeah. So Golden Voice side, but you know, like watching over them, and then after that, I got into venue operations, then quartermaster, and then back to venue ops, and then now I run like the the offsite pool parties. <laughs> Do you really? I didn't yeah. know you. St- I didn't know you still do that. Yeah, so. yeah. So last, I think it was like the third or fourth year now that I'm at the Hilton in Palm Springs, and we just do a bunch of like pool parties that we bring in, like you know, Golden Voice or not Golden Voice, like Coachella artists, yeah, um, DJs and perform. Is and, it yeah. so? It's official Golden Voice shows, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So for those who are listening, that that that's like all over the place, all the logistics and quartermaster and all these different positions <laughs> at a music festival. Yeah, yeah. Those are like, he, he's very well versed in the festival world. Well, I mean, like, I, it's funny because like, I've been in the game, quote unquote, for like 12 years, and then, but been working shows since I was like 20, 21. And so when I got into festivals, it kind of felt like, all right, this is like a cool... You know, it's a different thing than like a club show. Yeah. And then started to figure out like, wait, there's not really much, or n- not a lot of people that do this side of things. Yeah. And so I well, kinda, so you started at club shows, like a concert, correct. type of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was working at the Glass House um, mm-hmm. in Pomona, like while I was going to school at Cal Poly Pomona, and then from there I was like, oh, okay, what am I going to do now? So the festival side of things was like fairly new, not just for like for Golden Voice, but for like a lot of people. Like, you know, Insomniac, Gorilla Union at the time, you know, when they were doing like Rock the Bells, Pay Dues. And so you kind of figured like, okay, well, let me see where I can get my, what I can get my, myself into with all these different um, promoters. And was like, oh, the, the underlying like common, most common denominator amongst all of them was like they all need a site team. Yeah. And that's when I was like, all right, I'm going to, Start to help it out. And what's a site team consist of? So site team is um, everything that's kind of revolving around operations, like festival operations outside of the the stage aspect. So, you know, coming on the site and like building fencing and tenting, porta potties, um, thinking about the operations between behind like quartermaster and boneyard, um, like heavy equipment, that sort of thing. And then uh, what was it, what's it there? Like signage is also part of of that. And then so it's it's just like this big all the things that you never think about if Correct. you're not in the industry it's very <laughs> it's such a diverse collective of departments that Correct. make up a festival we basically build a city Correct yeah, yeah. it's wild Yeah I thought I was talking to my cousin about this and he's a civil engineer and he was like you basically do what I do except I take 2 years and you take 2 weeks and I was like yeah Exactly wow. what it is. <laughs> what is what he builds like big buildings and shit? Or? No, he's a he's a civil engineer for um. I think he, he builds San Francisco. He builds civilization. Like he gets, <laughs> <laughs> Look, was that was that old game? Was that old game called uh, the Sims? Age of em- Sims? No, Age of Empires. You remember that oh, game? No, no. Oh no, my god! It's like, <laughs> it's like you start off from like like the Stone Age and you keep on going and then you pick a civilization like you want to do like Roman or. Um, like there's a Chinese one. There's and then like you Japanese. Just build cities or yeah. what? It's like it's like SimCity, but it's like and then you go to war and all that kind it's of better stuff. Better than SimCity? No, SimCity's like just different. It's different. It's different. Okay. <laughs> but it's kind of funny because like that's that's where here's okay. This is like my nerd side coming out. I learned how to build festivals by playing StarCraft. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
What do you mean? <laughs> Please explain. Please dive so, in. <laughs> so I used to play like StarCraft and StarCraft 2. And like when I, you know, when you're building a base. What is StarCraft? So StarCraft is a, is a, a real-time strategy game, RTS, which is okay. basically instead of like it being turn-based where like you do one thing and then you wait for the other person, mm-hmm. it's like it's just happening in real time. So then you gotta build up your base and your structures, and then you build an army and then you just attack each other. So it's well, okay. <laughs> so so part of it would be like okay, it's like Sims with fighting. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Tight. Pretty much. Um, and, so, <laughs> and so when you're when I'm playing, I'm like, all right, well, I got to build like, you know, certain things in order, which then I work backwards from, which is also what I do in festivals. Yeah. And so when I when I got, you know, I was I was really good at that in high school, like with playing those games, and then. Um, it was kind of weird when I was. It it came to me when I was building a festival when, like in the middle of it, I was just like, "Wait a minute! Like, this is exactly how I would just build my base and my team." <laughs> <laughs> it is almost exact same like process. You're gonna like attack the other departments. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like one of those things where it's like you know you look at your your foundation. You like you build this foundation. Yeah. And then that's what you use to function. Like amongst the different departments, and so when that was like my my introduction into like the world was into that world was more or less like how do I help develop you know like a process or procedure that would help with making things more efficient. Yeah, and that was like important to me. Like, and what was the um, what was the first site that you were in charge of? The big like because you so you start at Coachella or to not start at Coachella but Correct. you work your way up to Coachella mm-hmm. and then your stage manager yeah um, which is probably insane and then <laughs> and then you do different departments learn the lay of the land of different departments and then Correct. you're in charge of a whole site at some point pretty much by yourself right. Well, with the help of the team, obviously. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you're in charge of it, correct? So, what yeah. was the first one you were in charge of? I think that was, it was like paid dues. Ooh, like 2013, maybe. Wow. Yeah, that's like, cool. So six years ago. So that yeah. was like, yeah, it was like in March. And I might have so, went to that one. Yeah, I think that was in that was in San Bernardino, like yeah. uh, San Manuel um, Amphitheater. But I think that was like my first taste at like. Okay, Carl, build it. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, you know, like I had just, I mean, I was inside the site team, and there wasn't really, there was, there was definitely like management that was helping out, that was like pushing it along. But I kind of over the years was like trying to help pitch, like, hey, man, like I can really help this grow, like in that, you know, what I mean, to a better, bigger. Like thing, yeah. And I played StarCraft. So I, <laughs> I played StarCraft. <laughs> I have these ideas. I'm not Korean, but I play StarCraft. <laughs> Which, by the way, you know, StarCraft is a. Is Wait, a ma- you're not Korean. Oh, <laughs> shout outs to Cheyenne who thought I was Korean. <laughs> so, it's, <laughs> it's weird. It's, it's like all Asians look alike. It's, it's, it's very <laughs> <laughs> okay, Leo. <laughs> Uh, He'll appreciate it, that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's it's um it, it's kind of funny because like in Korea, StarCraft is a national sport. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's it's bigger That's than wild, I man. think it's bigger than than like their act like like actual sports like soccer or anything. Wow. Like that. it's like bigger than that. Wow, it's huge. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> sort of. It's kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
so, yeah, I mean, that's so yeah, you're in charge of a whole site mm-hmm. and a whole team, and a lot of shit can go wrong. Yeah, which it does happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine for sure. <laughs> I mean, the the thing is, like, you know, when when you're preparing for these things, you just have to look at what can definitely go wrong. Like, yeah. and and you know, like what I used to tell like some of my 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 team members was like, think about building this whole thing. And like, think about how you're gonna build it, and how, you know, what's gonna take to like, you know, to build it the quickest way possible, but the safest way possible. And then at the end of it, blow it up. Pretty much, yeah. And just be rip like, it, rip it down. Yeah. And yeah. like, what are you gonna do? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, if something happens here, like, what is that particular like? I guess like solution for that. And so that's like what I constantly look at when I'm building a festival, basically. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, like. You know, thinking about before I play something, I think about like how am I loading this out already? Really, and it's gonna be you know like it's you know like maybe five, six, or even like two weeks away from when I'm putting it down. But you got to figure it out in that sort of that sort of sense. So then that way, as efficient as you go going in, you got to be as efficient going out, even more efficient. Which is, that whole <clears throat> that whole sequence is crazy to me because I'm. I've been on the certain side of things like mm-hmm. signage or other sort of logistics perimeter yep. where we're we're managing traffic and parking and people walking around pedestrians. Yep. But and when you get rushed at a festival, yep. it's wild, man, cuz you have to get <laughs> shit done. Correct. It's not like you can push the show back a day. No, totally. It's so like you yeah. got to get it done and when you're dealing with heavy equipment and mm-hmm. you're dealing with multiple people and staging and stagehands or who, whatever. Right. That's a lot of shit. Yeah. I mean, in the in the early stages of like what we were doing, it was very like the last maybe six hours right before doors is going to become the most craziest time that anybody has like on site. And then over the years, like we've kind of like finessed it to a way we're like, okay, cool. Like now, like I've done. You know, like in the, in the same amount of time, I figured out like, or we figured out how to correctly do things like in a more efficient way. That like, on some shows now, like it, you know, like it'd be forty five minutes to an hour before the show, like the doors are open and we're ready. Really? Or sometimes, yeah. And then, Damn. and I take some of that into consideration when I now like do the stage side of things. And in some cases, um, like Aaron style, maybe was that two years ago, like. Um, we were ready for. We were ready. Like the the stage teams were ready by you know by the night before. Wow. And we're just like okay, like let's just you know take it easy and chill and like and as as people people know this too is like when they see me on site, they're just like dude, this guy's not freaking out over anything. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and <laughs> you have to have tough skin, man. Correct. I mean, you absolutely do. <laughs> I think part of it was like with me especially like was you know I have gone. I went through a lot, like when it when it goes down to like these shows, like you know, there's times where like you know, there's about you know, there's a, an area is flooded or like, and in one case where you worked with us, we went to there was snowing, yeah, <laughs> and that was like a big thing, you know, and then um, you know, rain's a part of it, like high winds a part of it, you know, possibly fires, like we've seen like golf carts catch on fire, like that's EDC, EDC, yeah, like, <laughs> normal, Crazy. and so you just have to be. You know, like so flexible in that state that, like, all right, like, like, what, what is the solution? You know, um, but I've gone through so many of it. You know that at some point now it's like, okay, 
like if if something does happen, like I already have one solution that I knew that I know about. Yeah. And then still consult others as to like what they think is like another solution. So obviously there's many ways to to do something, but you know, like unless you're in it or have been through it, then like it's going to be harder, harder to like figure out what that solution is. Yeah, you have to learn from your experiences. I've Correct. been here before. Oh where, yeah, where <laughs> this happens, <laughs> you're like looking at each other, like, okay, well, I guess this is what we have to do. But the 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 preparation of part of it is like is a huge, you know, undertaking. Like I, had, I think like, that is the key that a lot of people don't. Pay enough attention to. Oh, correct. I the, mean, the advancing is is very like it's a very important part. Totally. Like I think advancing is like, like one, one one thing that one of my friends said before was like once you're on site, you're behind. And yeah. so, how do you prevent that? You know, and how do you or just at least minimize that? And so, if you can advance, like, up to ninety percent of what you can off site, then like and before you get there, like that's perfect. Mm-hmm. And so. You know, like it's you know, like in my in my, it's kind of weird. Like on on my off time when I'm not playing video games or not hanging out at home or like with the dogs and my wife, like I I look at my spreadsheets and I figure out how to make them more efficient. Really? And yeah, I sit in front of my computer and I'm be like, oh, okay, this is this is a this Excel sheet's way too long. Shorten it. And how do I shorten it? You know, like <laughs> <laughs> and like how to make it easier and like. Like my my thought process is just like how we think about like when we build festivals is like where think about the the lowest like common denominator amongst people as to like you know what are these people thinking and like you know when they get here or you know like sometimes like when you come to a festival it's like you're not really there to think you're there to hang out and like have fun so part of that is like how do we as like you know um, people that do festivals or the people that Organized festivals is like how do we make that experience like better for that's them? the best experience you're gonna have if you Correct. go to a festival and you're completely it's a transparent experience where you just enjoy the music and yep. eat cool food and leave and you know whatever else you're gonna do <laughs> at the festival uh, that's a great experience but Correct. if the porta potties are overflowing and mm-hmm. the food lines are crazy long and there's shit to complain about yep. It can completely ruin your experience, and that yep. it, again, it's the things that people don't think about are the the most important pieces of a festival in some, in some regard. Yeah, it's it's like one of those things where it's like they don't think about it until like it's not there, and then you're just like, wait, where's the bathroom? Yeah, <laughs> and then and then you have to you know like have to look for it. So it's like you know in in shout out to like you know the signage team at Coachella like they're very good at that yep. like i can be anywhere in that festival i can look around me and find the nearest bathroom because there's so much signage yeah. that tells you where it's at i came up in the signage world yeah that was my first that was like my first festival gig was, That's crazy. was signage at Coachella in like 2011 or something or 12 or a while ago that's a while ago <laughs> and it, you know for those listening again that don't know the festival <laughs> industry. There's an entire department of people who mm. inventory and put up signs so you can see where the bathroom is. <laughs> I think a lot of people go to festivals and they just look around. They're like, "Well, this is great." Yeah, <laughs> they don't realize that the signs were put there and the bathrooms came in. There's so and, much thought <laughs> and there's so much precision that goes into all Correct. these different aspects. I think that's like that's where like my the mentality of like how I. Present myself is like how <clears throat> if I'm doing it, if I'm advancing a show, like how does my email look to 
a person that I haven't talked to before, or even if I talked to them before, like how am I displaying the information that I need them to receive in the most simplest but most detailed way that you know possible? Kind of the same way as like you know, like we're presenting this event to all these people. Like that's like I think from top down, like going from like the macro of like a festival all the way down to the micro of like just me, let's say emailing. Like if you're when you're performing, and then you're like, yo, dude, like. Yeah. <clears throat> I need like, I need like four CDJs and like DJM nine hundred. I was like, "Where's cool. my smart water?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "One, I got you, and then two, this other person got you for your smart water." <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. but that's the type of like communication that I feel is like is needed because that's that's the only way we can you know f- clarify things like through you know like this whole circus <laughs> I would say of like of business you know yeah yeah because um, uh, otherwise like if you're not if it's not Clear off the you know off the get go, then like you know things can happen along the way where you know you're on site and then you forget one thing and it's the most important thing and it's like holy crap and it's just it's (laughs) yeah and you get to site and there's always going to be things that you're not expecting that are going to happen correct Uh, if you're doing fencing then the fencing people won't show up on time or it's raining or Mm -hmm. the porta potties aren't there whatever the thing is. It, you have to be ready for those things, and you keep saying, "What's the solution? What's the solution?" Yeah, that's literally the mentality that you have to have. Correct on these festival sites. <laughs> it's funny because everyone I meet now, and I say that I've, I'm in the festival industry, and yeah, I'm yeah. sure you're getting the same thing. <laughs> is like, oh yeah, that fire documentary, oh. <laughs> and everybody equates that to what we do now. You know what I mean? It's, I just that's so crazy because it. <laughs> Everyone, it, everyone. Like yeah. it's. I had. I'm. I saw a friend yesterday over at like a like a Toyota dealership because I was getting my car serviced, and we were. He was telling me, he's like, "Hey, I saw the fire documentary yesterday," <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, okay, let me." And you're asking, you're gonna ask me like, you know, what I thought about. It. I was like, yeah, totally. So it's it's when it first came out, like when if not not the documentaries, but when Firefest mm-hmm. uh, first you know did their marketing, it was like, oh. Cool. Like, I mean, this is very super cool. Red, you know, like yeah. this is genius. Yeah, it's like this is like a an event that makes a lot of sense to a lot of people, and like you know, and and would be super cool. It um, kind of breaks the the traditional business model of a festival in a lot of ways. Correct. Because the tickets are premium, and you're selling this very elite VIP experience. Correct. So the model could work in these times where. Everyone has a festival, and everybody's doing festivals. Correct. And yeah. it's I, f- I feel like like the g- like the general admission for that event is equivalent to like a VIP experience at another at a regular like festival event. So which was like a cool like scale up. You yeah, know, like, it was supposed to be that. It was, it was, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and like I remember, I just remember the time that it, you know, like it was getting closer to the event and. There's this kind of like weird backlash on like social media about it, and was like, you know, it's, this shit's fake, or like this is not gonna happen. And we're just like, hmm, I wonder. And there's a few people that we knew that were like, gonna work this festival. I was like, all right, well, if they're working, then I guess it's real, you know? Sort of, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> and so, um, but when obviously the events started happening, it was like, holy crap! Like this is this is really bad. Like I mean, like it was. At the time, it was one of those things where, you know, you're looking at the festival and, and at first it was like it was kind of funny because it was like, oh, like 
you know, these things never happen and blah, blah, blah. Like, that's crazy. And then when you start thinking about it from like a festival safety, safety organization, you know, like organizing, it's like, this is scary, you know? Absolutely scary. And and it was one of those things where like we, as as people in this industry, and I think, and if some of you are listening, like it's some of you probably felt like it was kind of a like a slap in the face that it was like how how dare these people put something on without this is very this is gonna sound very like arrogant, but like without consulting us. That doesn't sound arrogant. <laughs> you know, that doesn't like, sound arrogant at all. Yeah, I it was just one of those things like, okay, well, they put this on the event and then like yeah, they probably asked a bunch of us to like do it, but a lot of us said no to it because we knew that you know, time was of the essence. Like it was not going to happen. It goes. I was <clears throat> talking to uh, one of our mutual friends about this the other night. Mm-hmm. It's the industry that we work in is a cult. We're very. <laughs> everyone knows each other. Yeah. Everyone's very close to each other. Yeah. And we all, whether you work in artist relations or you work in stage production or any other department, mm-hmm. you kind of know what's up. Yeah, you have a general overview of what's going on. Correct, <laughs> and I think that that was a slap in the face to everybody because nobody had an idea what was going on. Yeah, because we know? we were all just talking to each other about it, and yeah. then we're just like, "Man, this is so crazy!" Like, look at the social media, but and then we're just like, "But wait, who's really doing it?" Right, like, and then we're like, we couldn't pinpoint nobody, no anybody that we really knew, and yeah. so we we're like, "Okay, like," and you know, part of it is like, you know, from a from a business level, from a macro level, it's like. Like, it kind of it hurts us as an industry because it shows that these people can't be trusted. Therefore, like, is any other festival trusted? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like, if any other fe- if any new festival tries to come up, it was difficult for them to prove themselves because of this one like event. Yeah, you know, and it was like one of those things. Like, well, all right, well. I mean, thanks, Jaw. You know, like that, that kind of thing, and thanks, you know, like <laughs> thanks, Jaw. <John. laughs> I mean, I mean, not to discredit him or anything, obviously, but I mean, I don't know how he played it, but he probably played it right. I mean, yeah, in comparison to like you know, homeboy that Mr. McFarland, you know, like that went yeah. through a lot of it, and it just it just goes to show, like, <laughs> hey, man, like you can't, like, at some point you can you can scam your way through your life, but. It's it's gonna you know well, come back at you. It's interesting because I feel like we're at a peak festival, or we've been at peak festival probably a few years ago, right? Like where, with the popularity of Coachella and um, the success of even these more micro festivals, mm-hmm. Vlogna and and people doing their own festivals. Yeah, I I mean we're at peak festival, so it. Something had to come out to break the mold, like I was talking about, you know, and and kind of twist up the business model and do some shake it up a little bit. Yeah, and I think it's a viable option. I think it is a viable option, totally. and I wish that I hope they don't try to do it again. <laughs> but I think if they did, it could be successful with the right people involved in it. Yeah, I think the question what that came up was, is this possible? Like after the documentary yeah. was like, you know, when everyone kind of was questioning things, it was like. Can we actually do the show? And like in in retrospect, yes. I mean, if you had the proper planning, obviously it can it can work. And also with, um, I think in one of the document, I forgot which one it was. Either obviously Netflix or Hulu, but the one of the guys was asking about a map, a map and was literally was I like, think it was a Netflix one. Yeah, it was, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was literally like, 
can everyone fit on this island? And it was like, that should be the number one question. He's like, you know, like if you go into a, a space, like, oh, this is, place is beautiful. First question in mind would be like, how many people can fit on here? You know? Is this actually possible? <laughs> exactly. And it's like, like, yeah. And, and it goes back to like the whole, like, you know, people thinking that they, they can pull it off without consulting, like, the, like, you know, like, quote unquote, like the right people. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, the the gentleman, you know, like who who had to do some certain services to get water, or like, you know, like that dude, and like, you know, the the festival consultant, and like, and that, those guys, like, like I commend, I honestly commend them because like they tried really hard to convince them that at some point it was not possible, you know, and like and keep pushing and pushing to not do it, yeah, and then but then your hands are tied because like if you're you know technically if at the time like if your boss tells you. We're going in, and we're gonna do it. Like, what do you do? You know? Yeah. And then, and and as you know, like this business is based on reputation. You know, and if let's say homeboy, one of the guys is like, All right, "I'm out," but then it goes off without a hitch. And, you know, and they're just like, "Like you're the dude that left." <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that was not going off no, without no, any was, hitches. That was like, <laughs> woo! It's like it was, I, was, I got so many panic attacks watching that shit. I was, I was watching with my wife, and my wife was looking at me like, like really? And I'm like looking. I was like, no, we don't do that. I mean, like, you know, like we. It's, well, again, I think it know? comes from the from the space <clears throat> of of most of the general population don't understand what goes into it. Mm. All the different <laughs> departments and all the things that come together to make it happen. And I, I think I was lucky enough, and and a lot of the people that I know coming up at Coachella, they're so well organized and mm-hmm. they they're so polished, and they've been doing it for so long that it just set a really good precedent for my working mentality um, when I went to do other gigs. And I've been at gigs where it's like it's bad, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> but not like I, I watching the the fire stuff. I, it wasn't that bad, and now I. <laughs> I just go back and look at my minuscule little <laughs> little drama that I had at this festival or the other festival, and I'm like, man, that was not that was, anything. That was, not that that was shit. Yeah, yeah. I, it's like one of those things where you look back at what you've done and definitely seeing like the growth of like just not yourself, but like the industry in general of like what yeah, yeah. we think is now, you know, the the best, you know, like. But has it gotten kind of easier? Practice. I feel like it's gotten. I don't know if it's gotten easier or we've gotten better. You know what I mean? Because I remember years ago when hmm. we were just kind of first doing shit. Yeah. In 2013, whatever, things seemed like we always got it done. But there was that panic Correct. and that freak out. Oh shit! Oh shit! Mm-hmm. And I think we've learned a lot over those over these years to get like to where we are now, where. Things seem a little bit more turnkey. I think with what you're saying, like it's either have things gotten better, or sorry, have we gotten better versus have things gotten easier? Yeah, I think things have gotten easier because we've gotten better. Because there's all these things in place that we've, we've learned from. And stuff, yeah, because I mean, there's definitely one of those things where you're like, like, damn, like, wh- wh- why were why are we behind on our on our fencing? So for the next show, you're like, let me just add fencing for one more day. Right, like right. a load in, right, and then boom, like you're back to normal again. Like you know what I mean, like that kind of thing. So it's like the trial, <clears throat> the trial and error of it um, from the from the get go was a little bit difficult because you only had for some festivals like Coachella, you only had one. Like, it's wait a whole year 
to figure out if yeah. what you're gonna what you're doing is correct. And so, um, luckily enough for for myself and others, like we were doing so many festivals, like we're like, let me just let me just try this here, and then see if it works. And it works. And then you go to another festival, and you're like improving it, improving it, improving it. And so, regardless of what festival it was, the practice was becoming much more similar, um, and that we got a chance to like our trial and error phases started to get, you know, like the the sequence started to get closer and closer and closer together because now we, you know, we started off with like doing possibly like, at the time I was doing probably like six or seven festivals in like a year to now where it's like 25, 26, <laughs> you know? like you that many festivals? Yeah, like last year? year I counted, I was like, oh, I did two a month. Whoa. Yeah, which is like insane. Damn. Yeah, especially if you're like, Especially in the sense that, like, you know, some of these festivals take like weeks to like set up. Yeah. And so for me, it was like, you know, like looking back and I was like, holy crap, that's a lot. That and, is a lot. But it also teaches you how to like, how to advance faster and more precise and like, and just be that, you know, like, um, that that's where that kind of comes into play is where, you know, like how much efficiency is, is put into what you're doing. And then, how much how much better can you do the next time? I think now the biggest difference between someone that excels like in this business versus like one that kind of stays stagnant is that you know the continue like looking at the problem and or looking at the event and like say okay like we we completed everything an hour before doors great like this is this is a cool like accomplishment now how can we do it so it's two hours or three hours or even the night before. And having that mentality moving forward is like one what one needs to have. Even it, like whether it's in this industry or any other industry or another business, like the 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 self improvement and the improvement of the of the industry are the two biggest things in my mind when it comes to like excelling. You yeah, know? you know I care about like this business so much. Like when it, it's not just the festival side of things, but like you know touring and. You know, like stadium shows and club shows and arena, like all that. Anything that has to do with like concerts and like in that sense, like to me was how, as a person, like how can I positively impact the whole industry um, by doing something that I love and also doing you know doing something that I'm you know, I'm good at. You yeah, know? like yeah, setting a precedent. Yeah, yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool, man. That's cool. So, what are you what are you working on now? What's the, um, the latest and greatest? So, so I have my own company, the Noise Academy, which has been, you know, like last year we celebrated our tenth year. Damn, <laughs> which is kind of crazy because a lot of people don't really know about them or us. Um, and so we, um, part of it was like okay, like a rebrand, re you know, new logo. Um, that sort of thing. It's like okay, like what well, what can we do now? And like trying to go in that direction of like okay, making it more professional. <laughs> yeah. That you know back then when we first started, it was like okay, well, you know, I didn't have the capital to like cover people's you know like payroll or like insurance or anything like that. Where it's like and and now we do, like we're, we can now get ourselves into a better position with like working with all these different promoters and different event organizers in that sense. Um, so I think that's where like. My main focus right now is like, how do I see that grow in even further? Like right now, it's like a lot of 
team members are embedded into different teams across the you know like the U.S. specifically, obviously in California, because um, we're based out of here. So it's like how how can our reach go further, um, but at a steady pace? Like I really I really feel that I need to take it kind of like nice and steady. Um, no longer slow anymore. I, I think I think we can, do, <laughs> I can be a little bit more aggressive <laughs> with certain things, but um, but I think that's like still my mentality of like okay how how to play things like correctly and and like intelligently and strategically like throughout and you know like we're starting to see this influx of of brands you know like you know brand marketing or like experiential experiential marketing and that yeah. kind of thing but up to a scale that is similar to a festival and so now we're looking you know it's it's interesting to me because like when you're working with a corporate or entity um, where they they see everything about their brand being exposed to all these people, it needs to be perfect, you know. Like, right. and it's not like what kind of brands are you working with on that? Um, I've I've I, last year we did a few shows with like I do events with um, agencies that work with like Adidas yeah. or um, Google or Amazon, like that. Like these are these huge companies, and like it's you know in our in festival world, like for us is like. It's perfect if we open doors on time, you know, like right. that kind of thing. Yeah. For them, perfect means that like their the signage that has their logo on it better be, you know, like that shit better be sparkling. Exactly. Bro. Yeah. It needs to be. <laughs> the seams need to meet, and like you know, like that. You know, like it's that kind of precision. Yeah. Music and, festival, <laughs> we would like get some get some coroplast and just like cut out a picture of a man for a, a bathroom, <laughs> bathroom sign, sign, slap it on there, just so people know where to go pee. You know, like. It's a, yeah, I remember those. I mean, well, we still do that, but it's, a, it's one of those things. Ain't where no like, shame in the game, man. There is no Ain't shame, no shame in, in the game. But you know, like you know, back then, it's you know, like with festivals in general, like all right, like if I'm off by six inches, it's fine. You know, like yeah, it's the, just the it's thirty thousand people in front of the stage are not going to see it. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. to to these, you know, to these um, companies, like they're it's very very important to them, and then, you know, like finding you know, like the right the right color has to match, like you know, has to match what what they've been. Doing on their social media, like that's important, and like yeah. you know, you can't be going on site and be like, "Yo, my my yellow is off by like a couple," you know, like you know, the Pantone on this is not the same as this Pantone, and it's like, and I've seen that happen, you know, and it's like, really, yeah, I've seen it, and it's like, yo, we gotta go reprint, and I'm like, the show's tomorrow, and it's like, yeah, I gotta reprint and then reinstall, I'm like, okay, Whoa. so there's there's things like that where like you know we have to play with, but I feel that like. The comp- our company, the Noise Academy, like I want us to to get into a space where like you can throw an event for, you know, if it's two hundred people to two hundred thousand, and we can be as efficient as we need to be, but also as precise as like those corporate events yeah. or those corporate like you know um, those market those brand marketing events, and so that's very like something that I've been like kind of working on like mo- you know like like I told you like my my um, off time, <laughs> I like into all my Excel sheets. And, Your like, nerd time. How am, I, yeah. how am I gonna make this even better? And, but <laughs> and like I explore like you know like as as many other you know companies do and like managers of other companies like they explore other apps you know like Slack or you know Asana and all that kind of stuff and try to figure out what's the best. What do you way. think the best one is right now for communicating at festivals and large scale <sighs> events? I I'm still like I f- I feel like I'm. This is weird to say, but like. Old school, <laughs> and like, yeah, I just use Google Sheets. 
Because really? it's like, like you know, I do they just get lost in the sauce though. <laughs> I get so lost with sheets and Google Docs and shit. It's yeah. like I want to make a T-shirt <laughs> that just says "Put it in a Google Doc." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, which is true because I mean, like, part of it is like, you know, how with with how fast communication is now, and how things have like you know obviously like exponentially expanded in, in terms of that. Like, like things have to be updated in real time. Like, yeah, you know, as like, they should. Yeah, and yeah. so it's like you're looking at a Google Doc or a Google Sheet, and you're like, all right, well. Who's the last person that touched it? And you're like, oh, look, you can actually find that out. Yeah, but it's um, like Firefest, right? It's yeah. like, it's like <laughs> I hate to harp on it, but for, but Firefest it went to shit. But that's a perfect example of trying to do something and not having the right people consult you on what you're doing. Correct. And I think in an app standpoint or a festival communication thing, like you you should go and consult a bunch of people that do festivals mm-hmm. that can that can make the app for you. It's out there. It's yeah. a combination of Slack and Asana and Land. Google Docs, like all and, that, yeah, and yeah, all of that stuff combined. But no one's really like stuck the key and turned it all the way, correct? And just went for it because it's a. To me, I, I think it's a massive market, and people need it, correct? Um, I, I think the thing is like the flexibility of. I think what's happening is we definitely have these. Representatives of these different companies, like you know, coming to us or coming to different other you know production companies, asking for their opinion or mm. asking about like their process and trying you to. You got to pay like, for this opinion. Yeah, exactly. You got to pay me for this opinion. <laughs> you see this opinion? Which is true. You need to pay me for this. <laughs> it's it, <laughs> and then you barter with them, and you're like, "We're just gonna we'll give you the app for free," and you're like, "Okay, cool." Like you know, like it's like, like our we will give you uh, <laughs> chicken McNuggets. Uh, okay. Tight. Hey, that's that's how I do payment. If you guys want to. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's either a wire, a check, or chicken nuggets. <laughs> One voucher for a Las Vegas buffet. Absolutely, Absolute done. <laughs> When's this show? It's two months worth of work. All right, but for one night, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I, I think, I mean, with, but for real, if you're going to build app, an app, like they should come yeah. to uh, to us and people Correct. that work in the field, and we should build it with them. I think the reason why I I tend to go towards like. A Google Sheet or even Excel or like that kind of thing. It's because it's just like these tried and true, universally known, yeah, yeah. universally known apps where I, like I can customize it myself. I can just do whatever I want and like, you know, because that's what it's based. It's like it's like all these. I think that's the thing is like maybe we're all these like you know companies or all these like apps are trying to th- overthink like what we're doing versus like mm. it goes back down to the simplest form of Excel and like. How do you turn that into something that you need to use? Yeah, and that's where it comes into play. It's like that's a good point. Like the hard part is, is like you go back in your fourth, and you're like, oh, I need to, I need this to read this, or I need this to like say this. So then, instead of you being the one to create that, like within your space, you now have to go to a third party to do it for you, and then it comes back to you, and you're like, that's not how I wanted it. Yeah, and then you're just like, okay, I want it like this, and then like you know, and then by the time, what do you want us to make a Google sheet? (laughs) And you're just like, fuck it. (laughs) And you're like, fuck it. I'm going back to Google Sheets, and then like, but it's it's that's that's where it's at. You know, like the the you have to go back to the fundamental basics of like what you're doing, and then and if that works for you, then continue it. And like that's the thing is like you know why why would you go to another company that's trying to help you figure it out if at the end of the day 
they're just going to make another app that is just like Google Sheet. Totally. <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a few out there like Smart Sheets, which is pretty cool. Like that's uh, a whole. Know. It's a it's the same process as like Excel, except you can upload things into it. And oh, like, that, and, see, that's and, key. Yeah, yeah, that's key because like you know, like you want to look at this you know Excel field, and you're like, all right, cool. Like I want to download this one like uh like PDF file. Damn, I have to go to like Dropbox and like go find it. And, like mm-hmm. versus like, oh, it's right there. Like. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. that's that's where I think is like it's th- things are trying to like move towards, and I think that's like where it I can't be. stand Dropbox, bro. I don't know Drop- what <laughs> I don't know I don't know what it is. Like Box is cool because I use that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Dropbox, I swear to God, I don't know what it is. Well, what's wrong about it? Like, Somebody there, you know. will send me a file, yeah. and I can't access it, and then I try to download it to my Dropbox folder or yep. save it to my Dropbox folder. That bitch ain't saving. No, because it's too big, and I don't have the premium or whatever. Yeah, exactly. They're like, "Hey, you gotta pay like ten bucks a month for this." Exactly. Like, oh. So, in order to download this file that somebody sent me, like a video file to edit or something, I gotta like upgrade my account or like, yeah. what? What is the gaffle with you? It's like, Dropbox? gotcha, bitch. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what it is. That's it's so like, crazy. It's 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 they like you know like it's these companies that recognize the. F- the of the fundamentals of what you need from like the ground, yeah, and then like as you try to build it, they're like, oh, oh no, no, you know, like it's like, you know, it's, oh, you wanted this file? It's like it's like <laughs> it's like it's literally like the glass ceiling of apps. It's like you hit this glass ceiling and you're like, damn, I gotta get that, and it's like, mm, well, you gotta pay to like open up this but, glass but ceiling. But that's crazy because okay, so check it out. Somebody just sent me a bunch of files, right? Yep. The music video thing that I need to edit. And it's in Dropbox, so I get a link to Dropbox. Somebody's paying for the shit, correct? So why can't I just access the shit and save it to my my folder so I can access it? I swear to God, I had to go back into text messages with the original link <laughs> for Dropbox yep. to find the damn link so I could click on it to download the files again because I had another computer. <laughs> Anyways, that's another story. But I don't, I just don't understand the. I guess the point that I'm trying to make. Is the inner workings of how we communicate in this industry? Yeah, can be improved a lot. Oh, totally. And yes. it, I mean, it goes it goes to like just any like you know business. Yeah, you know, like um, yeah. But I, I feel like if you're if you're at some like fucking if you're a financial advisor and you have a team, like Slack's yeah. fine. Yeah, most yeah most of the time. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But specifically for what we do is is you need. A lot more, correct? Yeah, and I mean, like it's it's everyone knows, like it's like a plethora of things. Like everyone has like a Google Sheet, a Google Doc, or then like, hey, download this thing from Dropbox, and you're like, oh, okay, and then you go and you go back, and you're like, oh wait, you know what? We're gonna use Asana now. Did you get my Trello note? <laughs> you're like, did you see it? <laughs> you're like, damn, and then you look it up on your app, and you're like, you open up Trello, it's like. Sign in, and you're like, what? I thought I signed in a long time ago, and I was like, no, that was a sauna. Oh no, like, you didn't get my Airtable link. The other, oh. the other thing, the other thing, yeah, the other thing, yeah, it's, it's yeah, crazy, it's you know, and it's 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 even like the whole like Dropbox versus Box versus Google Drive versus. I kind of like Google Drive too. Was it on iCloud? And what's that? What's the the Microsoft version of it? Doesn't does one of them for Microsoft? I don't know, but I, Microsoft can just. Sorry guys. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Microsoft for like, you know, leading us through the years, but no. we don't know what your cloud is. No, dude. <laughs> His name. Microsoft's not it. So what what's what's uh you got a crazy story? What what's a crazy story? You had to think about this on the way over. Oh man. What is well, what he's gonna ask me for a crazy ass story? In what context, I guess, is the question. Uh, for someone that 
doesn't really know about festival stuff. Mm-hmm. What's it? Which is a, a crazy story. It could be rushing to get doors open, or um, you know, like we were talking about carts being on fire, or breaking <laughs> down, or whatever. <laughs> Anything. Uh oh, here's one that I definitely use a lot as an example is um. Aaron Cell, two thousand seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, the year that we had th- the rains that literally took California out of a drought was like, how can this happen in two days? And that type of thing. So, the Friday before the event, um, we had this we had this meeting with like a like a big you know safety meeting, like and literally twenty minutes after that meeting, it poured. And got windy, and we're like, okay, we knew this was gonna happen, but to what extent? Um, that this is, this is when we already had the site built. Cur- uh, most of it built. Most already. of it built. So um, just, just if you're listening right now, right? <laughs> so Aaron Style, we built a massive snowboard ramp. Yeah, 500 feet long. And how tall? 116 feet. <laughs> yeah, that's like 50. How it's many mass- stories is that? That's like that's like that's like 11 stories. Oh yeah, 11 stories. 11 stories yeah, yeah. in the air. Yep. So it's this metal thing <laughs> that's huge, huge, huge. <laughs> and mind you, we're we're trying like, to blow snow on this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, because it's a snowboarding thing. Right? I think we use like 50 something like semis of ice just to like put snow on it. And right. And it was, you know, we started on Thursday and we kept on pushing Friday, and then we, the rain was coming, so we had to stop because it, you know, obviously if you keep it continuing. Uh, snow turns into ice, yeah, and that becomes more dangerous to like their snowboarders. So that stopped. Um, but and wind, we'll, wind comes in. Wind comes and in. You have this massive thing in the you know, ten stories, eleven stories in the air. Yeah, so and you're anyways, just like you're ahead, watching was, it. And you're like, okay, that's it looks <laughs> fine. You know, like it's. I mean, the good thing is that engineering wise, it's rated for whatever. It's like, it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it definitely was not moving. Oh my god, if it was, I would be like, everyone out. Like we're One leaving. One little motherfucking screech, guys, and you're out. We're out. Uh, but we were, we literally. So the stage itself, we we had you know like we sucked up all like the 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 lighting and everything into like the roof, and then the wind comes and literally starts piece by piece, blowing the roof off. Like the roof starts coming off, and you're like, huh, okay. Um, so like you see like it flapping like this you know big vinyl like skin in the air like it's like you know like flapping in the wind, and. At the same, it was like maybe four thirty, I think, or four o'clock, and it and literally we're we're gonna we're gonna have the headliner load in that day and do a sound check and then do like their programming and then you know and that all, that, that sort of sequence. So we looked at it and we're like, oh crap! Like, what are we gonna, you know like so what are we gonna do? So in in that whole you know like thing, it was I went back to the, all the artists and was like, okay. This is the new schedule. Like you're not coming in today. It's very dangerous. Come in tomorrow. We start you at seven o'clock. Um, you know the headline comes at seven. Does their thing. Sound check. All that kind of stuff. And then we move forward um, from there with everybody else. And so, but our biggest problem was the actual stage itself. Where I looked to you know our vendors and I was like, hey, if we were to turn on the power right now and we turn on all the lights, what would happen? And they were like. Seventy-five percent of it would just die. No way. And I was like, tight. <laughs> like you know, like that's super tight. <laughs> that's, not super, that's not super tight. Holy shit! And so we were, you know, this is like four o'clock. Because everything was wet. Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. And so you know, it's and it's not. I mean, some of these, some of the technology can get wet, but 
it is one of those times where like it was drenched. It was like you know inside of these fixtures was probably like a puddle of water inside of it, and so we're like, oh, what we're gonna do. So you know, um, made a few calls here and there, and then kind of kind of thought about it. Was like, okay, let me consult the vendors and be like, okay, well, what do we need to do? So if my deadline is seven a.m. the next morning, what do I need to do to make this happen? And so we. They said like, okay, we're gonna, in order to fix the roof, we're gonna need you know sixteen riggers to go up in there and fix it. I was like, okay, um, if we need to flip all these fixtures, I think we did about like twenty to thirty hands just to like, you know, like change out all these fixtures. Damn. But part of it is like, I have to find we have to find all these fixtures. Yeah. So, um, the the vendor, the line vendor, went back and was and looked, you know, like. Called everyone, was like, "Hey, who has this? Who has that?" Put it all together, and basically, we came back 5 a.m. the next morning, and we sent all the riggers up to fix the roof. And at the same time, all the lighting fixtures came down, and we replaced every single one that was in the air uh, with new ones, Damn. and kept it dry as much as possible. And we were done right when like the headliner started loading in. Damn. And we're like, perfect. So then. That's like day before the show, too. This is like, no, this is the, this is the morning of the show now. This is the morning of the, the show. show. Yeah. Whoa. 7 a.m. morning of the oh show. And it's like, you know, rearranging everyone's schedule to get there. And the, luckily enough, like the headliner was definitely, um, you know, accepting of like what was happening. I mean, they actually, one of them showed up, I think. Um, right when it was happening, and they looked, they looked at the stage and they're like, "Okay, bye," and they left. And yeah. they were, I was like, "Okay, well, I'll, I'll call you." You know, like, well, <laughs> I'll call with, you. I'll call you when I get <laughs> when I get this like solution. But it was one of those trying times where like you look at the situation and like you could not, like, there was zero room to freak out. Mm-hmm. You know, and you had to like look at the situation, figure out what the solution was, and like kind of go from there. And like, and of course, it costs money, but. That's why we have contingencies and we have like you know insurance, thank yeah. God, and all that kind of stuff. So that worked out well. And so, but it, it's um, one of our buddies. Uh, shout out to Bagel, the, <laughs> our, our stage manager during uh, our assistant stage manager during that time. He and he's a you know he's a, he's a known like photographer as well. He shot a picture of that the roof. Oh shit, coming off. So I told him like, hey man, can you print this out for me and sign it? That's dope. And he was like, sure. So he did. I framed it. No way. And so it literally like is in my office, like on my desk. So if I ever go through a, uh, like a, a, if I'm looking at my emails, I'm looking at my like you know sheets and everything. I'm like, man, fuck this show. And I look over at that. I look over at that picture. And I'm like, eh, not so bad. <laughs> I think we're good. You know, like, and it it kind of you know like like I said, like you have to go through it. To like really figure out what the solution is, yeah. And like now I know, like in the future, like if anything like that happened again, like I know what to do, like yeah. in that sense. So that's that was one of those things where you know I was really grateful for going through that experience. Like at the time, you're like, man, fuck this shit, like you know, like in your and then and like my exterior was very like stoic, you know, like everyone was like, all right, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm like, I think about it and stuff, like that. and people were just like. Why aren't you freaking out about this? And I'm like, what is that going to do? What's going to do, right? And yeah. so that, and then, but then internally, like in my within like my body, there's like a a mosh pit like going on of like, oh, <laughs> like yeah, what the fuck are you going to do, Carlo? Like I'm, you know, like and it's like, so we're going to get these straws, right? We're going to go <laughs> suck this water out of all these lights. <laughs> it's like, oh man, like and, yeah, and even you know, like at the same time, like I was feeling for like the site team, you know, like I was a production 100%. manager, so I was like all my all my focus is on the stage, but I'm looking at the site like, wow, man, like you guys have tents flying, 
you know, so, you know, like ten, uh, fence lines are falling down and like that sort of thing. And like how and everybody's are you looking fix this? to you to be the calm person and to Correct. lead by example in a lot of ways too. Yeah, I mean, like because when 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 shit literally hits the fan of like when everything's happening, it literally does. Or they like well. Figures of weird. Although the next story. <laughs> if you guys want to, you can search that on YouTube. <laughs> Someone did ask me about it, and I was like, I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. And oh, then they searched it, and I was like, Oh, never mind. Don't show me. <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? Look it up. <laughs> Wait, look what up? What? She hits the fan. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> oh, no. I thought you were talking about a festival. No, 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 no. Just shit, the, shit hits the fan. That's all. Um, so, dude, is there is is there a worse place on earth than a filled porta potty when it's really hot outside <laughs> and you're, you're in there? Yes and no. So. <laughs> Here's the. Okay. I think that that is the worst place to be, dude. Like, you know, sweating. How? It's like a sauna, and you're just <laughs> yeah. So so here's here's some like some artistic shit for you. So like you know like when you think about when you're playing music and then you're playing like um you're playing like a minor like mm-hmm. you know a minor chord and then like that's like your distance you know, so your dissonance and your tension before like you release into like a major chord. Where is this? You going? know like this is like hear me out. Hear me out. So like I think about it that way where like it's 110 degrees outside. I'm in the party, porta potty, and I'm like you know doing my business, whatever I have to do, and like that's my tension, right? And I'm just like, okay, I'm in this bitch for like 10 minutes, and then when you open that door, and it's literally 110 outside, it feels like the best thing that you've ever that's ever like you felt because it's like how can it be 110 degrees right now but it feels like it's like 70 degrees because of this like breeze coming through it's so when bad. you open a door it's so funny but it's like you have to go through that just like this you have to go through like this <laughs> it's so, so it's it's so bad dude it's, it's really it's <laughs> i just think about like friends of ours that like I've seen it go into the bathrooms. They come back with like no shirt on, and you're like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" And you're like, <laughs> "That was like you just went and took ayahuasca so, or something, dude. That you, was like a whole experience." You dude. went in, <laughs> you went in there with a shirt on. I know you did, <laughs> or no, you went in there with pants on. <laughs> oh my god! Oh man, who's uh, who's one of the coolest artists you've worked with at festivals? Hmm. Me personally, like ah, you know what? Um, Chloe and Holly, yeah, yeah, like they they played South by with us at Fader Fort 2017, and they were you know they, was, they were young and they were just like coming in and I, we kind of knew about them because like you know they had just they got picked up by Beyonce and was you know going through like the circuit of like festivals and all that kind of stuff. So, um. um so we dealt with them. It was really cool. Like we, like they were super humble. Like we talked to them, like not just to management, but like to them. And they were just really excited to just be there. And like you know, and like it's it's just one of the things like where you know you work with all these seasoned artists, and like they they're just jaded by it. You know, they're just like oh, I'm just here to fucking yeah do my thing, right? Yeah. Whereas they were like. You know they 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 were still nervous before they performed. You know, and they're just like, oh, you got it, girl. You know, like you, like you guys got it. Don't worry. You know, and um, you know, dealing with their father, who was like their manager. Like he's a great. You know, he was great. Like he was. You know, like I helped them through like the production process. I was like, I was like, 
these this is available to you. Like I can help you with this. I can help you with that. And he was like super grateful about that. Um, their manager at the time, I think probably still is the same manager, was was really you know. Um, I think she told us that like we were like the most professional, like that she's ever dealt with at that. In you know, like during that time mm-hmm. of working, like of doing South by, yeah, and so like I think they had our our event plus a YouTube event plus like a Spotify event, and was like you know back to back to back, and like it's a compliment to us to hear like someone say that, um, and so and then and then you know fast forward to like I think Complex Con, which was well last year, yeah. earlier before that, right? Yeah, we saw them again, and they performed I think with it was us this year. Was it this? I think they might this past year. My, think? Or was that agenda? It might have been this year. It was one this of those. Year last yeah, year. yeah, yeah. So it was one of those things where like they were performing again. Yeah, and then they were like, "Hey, you know," they and they recognized us, and I was like, "That was really cool." Because I was dope. like, "You guys are getting, you know, yeah, we can easily be forgotten, you know, and the whole thing." But they were like super excited to work with us again, and then you know just to see them grow, and then now like you know they were nominated for a Grammy. Like wow. holy shit, you know, like and like you can like with artists like that, you can there's you can only be proud of them yeah. as they go forward. You know, like even people are gonna probably like, you know, like chastise me for this, but like I was proud of like Cardi when she came out with her album. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, she, we had the same situation. I think the same year also, like she came and did South by, you know. And like some people know about the like the 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 story behind that, but it, like, you know, she we helped her through like getting her on stage and like trying to get her on time and what was that? What do you like, mean? Like, well, I mean she she arrived late and it was like, you know, like, hey, you only had like a ten minute set for Fader for it? Yeah, for Fader for yeah, it. And yeah. I think she had missed her first one because of a of a flight issues. And then the second time around we're like, all right, cool, you have a ten minute set in between this uh-huh. and then she shows up like three minutes late. And it's oh, like, girl, shit. you gotta get on stage. Damn. And I remember like, like this is funny. I remember clapping at her, like literally, like, girl, let's get you on stage. <laughs> and she was like, and she was totally cool about it. She's like, I'm so sorry. And like, you know, like we helped her up and and got her through it. And like, and she did her performance, and everyone loved it. And so it was like the precursor of like how she was gonna explode like the next couple of years. And it mm-hmm. was like one of those things, like, like. She had came up with like two, three singles, and then and then you're just like, "What's this album gonna sound like?" And then the album comes out, and it's like, "Whoa!" Like, like it was, it, it brought me back to like, you know, Foxy Brown days and yeah. like you know, Lil Kim days and all that stuff. And was like, "This is what you know, this is missing." You know, like the, I mean, like Nikki is great and like and what she does and like that kind of thing. But I just kind of felt like this is a little bit more. Um, into like what I was like hoping for. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, and, and when an artist is cool <clears throat> and you have a really good experience with them, mm-hmm. it adds to the allure oh, of yeah. their music. You know, because Cardi's super cool. I would imagine she's real and like she yeah. says what she feels and all this kind of yeah. shit. <laughs> and <laughs> you know, I, I've met super cool artists. So just any artist listening out there, just be super cool. I remember yeah. when I was at Flogna when they first. I think it was the first year of Flogna. When we had the, um, I don't know, with the riot, no skateboard, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I don't that. remember that. <laughs> but I remember one of the one of the members of Odd Future. I can't remember who it was exactly, but I was walking by a security guard, mm-hmm. and they stopped one of the artists from getting backstage mm-hmm. or something, right? And I was like, no, this guy's cool. You know, you can let him through. And he's like, nah, you know, kind of gave me a hard time about letting this this artist through. Yeah. And so um, I 
eventually talked to him and got him through. But the the artist that I was with, the guy from um, Odd Future, he he like talked to the security guard and made sure that he understood like what he needed the next time he came and like mm-hmm. introduced himself and all these un- all these really unnecessary things that you don't have to do as an artist. You could have just been like. Man, yeah, yeah. You don't know who I am. It's my <laughs> festival. Fuck you. Whatever, you know. But yeah, but just true. taking the time and and really uh, just being a person. Yeah, I think that's really important. Being genuine and, and being yeah. e- it makes it easier for everyone from a production level to an artist management level to artist transportation. Everything it just makes everything easier. Right. I mean, it, it's always like this top down. You know, like yeah, yeah. Real reputation that you have. It's like if you're a cool artist and then you surround yourself with cool people, they're gonna be just like just the same. Because like I, I generally work with just like managers, right? Managers and production managers of all these different artists. But if their artists, you know, like aren't cool, some sometimes like the whole like team isn't cool either, and it oh, becomes yeah. like this, you know, this yep. fight <laughs> that doesn't need to happen, you know. Yeah. But luckily enough, like I've been. I've been blessed with like working with artists that have really great teams, and that working with them like has led to other things also, which is cool, you know. Like, and you know, like they appreciate like what you do for them, and I think mm-hmm. it's like as they should. Yeah, it's like as they should. You're the whole back like, end to the show. Oh man, man they, they better appreciate it. I mean, there's there's definitely times where like you know like there's a whole like this is my stage, this is blah blah blah, and you're like, all right. I mean, like yeah, within these. Hour as hour and a half of time that you have, like yeah, this is your stage. The funniest thing to me is like <clears throat> the way that artists talk to sound guys. That's how you can really tell what's in, what's inside of their heart. Hey, yo, sound man, can you turn me up? Yeah, turn me up. I mean, I get it, right? You're jaded. <laughs> yeah. You play tons of shows, and, yep. and you're a celebrity, and you're very talented, etc. Whatever, but you can always tell if someone's on stage doing sound check or, or in the middle mm-hmm. of a show. You can just tell if they're just yelling at the person and calling them, "Yo, homie, yo, turn this up," you know, and like it's it really tells a lot about who they are. And sometimes they do it in the middle of the show. Like you're like, I know, not just during soundtrack. You're just like watching them. They're like. Looking at like their monitor, dude, and it's like, yo, man, I can't hear myself. It's like, yo, dude, like, why you don't have to say it into the mic in front of like ten thousand people right now? Yeah. They, they just heard of it, but just, just point and smile yeah. and do the, the, <laughs> the turn point up, up, point up, you know, with your hand, and the sound guy will understand. Yep, you know, it's yeah, so. exactly. I think it's you know, like, and you're you're yourself as an artist. Like, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where I think, especially when you get to when you get yourself into a a, a higher you know like stature of like. You know, of an artist, and like you start performing and you do like these bigger shows, like you now understand what goes behind like yeah. what we do, and then you're gonna be like, "Yo, dog, like that let's, shit. let's not let's not let's not overdo it." That shit's crazy. <laughs> Yo, I made a Google Sheet of my <laughs> of everything we need to do for the show. It's, it's so it's. <laughs> Shout out to all the production managers that do that because that helps a lot. Because like, and and the funny yeah, thing is like, 100%. there's so many of them that like <laughs> that that don't do it and just kind of like fly by the you know seat of their pants of like mm-hmm. of the events. And you're just like, yo, man, like I'm trying to be as organized as I, as I can be, and like I don't understand how you're on tour with 20 dates in front of you and like you can't be even like 
as <laughs> you know, like organized as I am right now. I know, yeah. like it's crazy. And it's where's like, the auto tune rig? Well, do we oh, have man. Auto, Do we have auto tune? <laughs> Wait, why do we not have auto tune? <laughs> It's like, uh, you're supposed to carry it with you. I'm like, <laughs> did you advance it? Did you, <laughs> did you tell me about it? <laughs> it's like, the, it's, that's funny thing too, auto tune, man. I don't know. <laughs> that's like, it's like, some artist told me one time, I was like, hey, man, uh, do you have like that Antares like auto tune on the, on the board? I'm like, yeah. Do you have someone to operate it? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, not for- do you have someone with perfect pitch that can, uh, <laughs> Tell what key the song is in, it's like, so you can program it live while, like, while I'm doing it. Exactly. Yeah, like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, you know what? If you, if you're that particular about your sound, then bring your sound, bring a sound guy. Yeah. You know, like, and I mean, like, it's it's growing pins. You know, like yeah, it's like yeah, we sure. we have we run the gamut of like these these up and coming bands to like you know these um, established bands, and you know, like at the end of the day, everything is the same. Like regardless of where you go, like it's going to be the same type of thing. Um, same process, same you know, you know situation. You just have to like figure out what it is at the top level that you want things to be, and then scale down from there. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's like that's even for life. Yeah, you know, it is. like whatever you want to do, like reach for that, and then like from there, like scale down to whatever fits your life right now, and continue pushing for it. <laughs> life advice <laughs> from Carla, right there, ladies. Don't and take gentlemen. it. Don't take it. <laughs> so I got I one go last question. Yeah. Um, what app would you recommend people download? Like, what, what what app do you use? Uh, it could be for work. It could be for cool shit, for taking selfies, whatever it is. What kind of <laughs> what app would you recommend people download? Good question. Mm. Can't be Tinder. I can't be Tinder. I'm married. <laughs> you almost got me. <laughs> um, Dang, because I, I use so many like I'm so lame with like the apps. I really just what do you use <laughs> on your phone normally? What like when you're on site? Don't say fucking Google Sheets or something. <laughs> well, all right, let's move Some on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I use Google Sheets and I use like Dropbox. And all it's like, but no, we're not I going mean, with Dropbox, honey. <laughs> we're not doing Dropbox. No. Um, <laughs> um there's a uh, dang. I mean, like I really don't. Oh, you know what? Worldstar. <laughs> Wait, they have an app? Yeah, Worldstar has an app. Oh, no. So, <laughs> so my wife always asks, like, how do you know these things? How do you know what thought means? How do you know what <laughs> these different dance moves are and some of that? It's like, I literally am on fucking Worldstar. Like, it's, like, it's my gateway to, like, the, the younger culture. <laughs> and then, like, as we get older, <laughs> it's like, this is the only way I can figure out, like, what's hot right now, you know? Oh, like, my God. It's so funny. It's like, is it just music videos or what? No, no, no. It's like, I mean... News and music. News and music. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, like they just. It's like you remember E Bombs World. Yeah, it's just like that. Okay. Like now, it's like they have, the, they have the different music videos of like you know these up and coming artists that we know. Like I mean, to tell you the truth, like I just got like what or who's playing at Fader Fort at mm-hmm. South by this year, and like I just saw like two of the artists' names on like World Star. Like <laughs> like as in like you know there's they, they released a music video. Yeah, and then and then they're also playing. At the show, and I was like, "Huh?" Like, I mean, when you think about that, it's like that's what that it's like that high level marketing that people have now, mm-hmm. where it's like, like I'm gonna play X amount of shows at these really important spots and be part of these like really important periodicals, and then on top of that, be on like World Star because that's a whole different. Oh, you know, it's like, it. Yeah, I mean, the the fan base for World yeah. Star is crazy. I didn't know they had an app though. Yeah, 
So that's the absolute, that, that's what we're going with. Yeah, yeah. That's, the, recommend, star app. that's the recommendation. <laughs> Dude, I mean, honestly, it's like if you want, <laughs> it's like I know that we like we we look back at this like this gener- <laughs> like the generation be like shaking our heads like man, but you know the exact same ha- thing happened when our parents looked at us and no, they were like shaking 100%. their hand at us in the same time. So absolutely. With with that in mind, it's like well, the only way for me to really stay relevant. With this is and the fastest way to do it is to watch World Star. 100. percent All right, <laughs> well, you heard it first here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, go download the World Star app, and uh, next time you're shitting in a porta potty when it's 110 <laughs> degrees outside, you can watch rap music videos and get updated on the news. Exactly, and think That's about it. the time that you open that door because it's gonna feel <laughs> so good. <laughs> cool, David. Well, thanks for coming by. Thank you. Word. Talk to you soon. Fuck you, Carlo. <laughs> <laughs> Great kicking it with Carlo. You can check out Carlo and his production company, The Noise Academy, online at thenoiseacademy.com and on Instagram at thenoiseacademy.prdctn. That's at thenoiseacademy.prdctn. If you have any feedback on this episode, you can holla at your boy on Instagram at supertightco and at supertight.co on the website tip. This has been the Super Tight Podcast. Tell your friend to tell a friend to tell a friend.